0: Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back to your home for football and fantasy football, where we learn, scout, win, and repeat. It's time to continue the process. I'm your host, Ralph Lark, coming at you for the second time this week. Continuing the process. Welcome to the show, everybody, as we surge forward for week 12 this is our 13th episode of the season but week 12 still nonetheless maybe 12b you can call it hopefully everybody had a fantastic turkey day i know i did although my day was not filled with much turkey gumbo and catfish instead wise choice from a sage young man but whatever you ate, hopefully you had a great day. Hopefully you had a good day watching football as well. If you're new to the process, welcome. If you're just finding this, right? A lot of people got time off from work now. Maybe you're just finding the process. What up? This is where we talk fantasy football. We talk football generally, but it's mostly with the fantasy football twinge to it. The process is about following. A metered, step-by-step routine to win seasonal DFS. It's me giving free picks, putting my money where my mouth is, but more importantly, having you understand how I arrived at those picks to empower you to make better picks too. The process is about outsmarting the people we play in seasonal, taking advantage of any little ground we have or anything that we can do to get ahead, and DFS is taking, what we do is take the risk out of it, right? We're playing the least riskiest scenarios for consistent returns, I might say. You know, that's off the heels of Thursday. We had a great DFS day, doubled up, didn't win tournaments, easily doubled up. On the front half of the doubled ups, I might have finished like second or third in that whole contest because, we, we, we had it on Thursday. We got it back. If you, if you are not a new listener, you're a repeat offender, love a hard head, then you know past couple weeks, eh, milling results, right? We were trying to get back on process, and that's what we did on Thursday. So that's what happened around these parts on Thursday. And hopefully you guys got a chance to watch the football. Um, I think, you know, so, something I need to talk about, and this goes into the Lions game. You know, I was unable to switch out, uh, boil, and and go off into a plank. doesn't matter. The lineup wasn't going to win anyway. But the uh, Lions and Bears, you know, the Bears fell backwards into a victory. You know, so there's a myth there on DFS, right? I'm on the West Coast, so it's like I'm worried about, you know, cooking this food and doing all this other stuff. Didn't have the time. That's step one of the process is make sure we got the time, right? So that's on me. That's a poo-poo on me, not... Getting up early enough, even if it's out here, just to check and make sure of the actives and inactives, right? And it goes on to bite me again later, as I for DFS uh, rode up and used lamb, right? I played them in seasonal too, and look, when you're cooking a gumbo, it's like it's a roux. It's like a it's a special thing. You got to watch it, or if you burn it, you got to start from scratch. And so get focused on that. No mistakes, but. End up playing a guy who's inactive. Okay. Here's you know, a couple things to say about that. Number one, gotta get better about the injury reports. You know, reporters saying that Dak said that this dude practiced full and that turns out to be a lie. All that is ridiculous. What's more ridiculous is that I let it beat me this week because we know that's not what we do here. And so should have been following what was happening. Now, making things harder on myself for the week. Trying to you know win despite that for DFS it didn't matter. We had Lamb and the tournament made one lineup or something like that. No big deal, as I said, and the winning double ups anyway, right? We're paying for Sunday, right? We're Just paying for Sunday, so not a big deal there. But in the season long, you can't afford to take an L at one position, a purposeful zero. Just paying attention to the food first, right? So, just a helpful reminder to all of you guys and something I experienced this week. We're going to have to stay on top of it because, and I should have mentioned this before, but, you know, the injury situation gets murkier as the season goes along. The way they report it, you know, the varying degree of injury versus what we're told, the flat-out lies about it. And so things things tend to be much more straightforward earlier in the season. Now these things matter. Jockeying for playoff position There's a little more allusion to what's going on. So we're going to have to step our game up. And stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. Right before DFS lock, checking those inactives. right? Checking those inactives so that we can make these moves in season as well. But it's got to be unacceptable to play people that just aren't. We can't win. We can't win that way. And luckily, didn't hurt me DFS this week, as I said. But season-wise, that's a couple lineups right there. Bombed right and so the way you have to make up for that obviously is upside from everybody else right and so it's nice when you have a win for a score 25 you know because now you have to average that out now it's like he didn't score 25 you divide that by two now he scored 12 and a half so i can imagine that i've got 12 and a half from lamb right and so but you know the points that you need to win right and so you're just making life harder is my point Learn from me. Learn from my mistake. But the process is all transparency. That's why we're talking about that. Another reminder, the waiver wire. I fell asleep this past week. It was a long week at work. I meant to cruise the wire at midnight, right, before the waiver claims go in. I fell asleep and didn't happen. And lo and behold, you know, people that want to get snatched up. That's how you lose. You guys can't do that. Don't do what I did. You do need to be searching the wire at midnight. I know you're awake. I don't want to know what you're doing, but I know you guys are awake. Get to the wire before the claims clear. You can select the players. They're green at that point. It's the new day. The waivers don't clear until much later in the morning. This is how you get whoever you want without having to burn a waiver spot. Pick it like, you know, apples off trees. Get everybody you need. Block your opponent. Do whatever you want. The the green grass is there for you if you might simply open the app at midnight that's how you get the edge especially if you need these points right now in the seasonal world as far as dfs last week we touched on it a bunch already i gloated a little bit but you know just recognizing the go with car for the cash games and obviously we played those other little tournaments here and there but you know even you know elliot didn't really burn us in the cash game lineup and Montgomery didn't either because we got maximum, you know, production from Mooney and Renfro and even Gallup chipped in Schultz. Right. And then the bills defense. So, you know, even the saints defense, you know, they didn't uh, kill the lineup if you had to use them. I think I use them for tournaments, but the rest of that cash game was pretty straightforward. So back on right track, Right, and so we're going to ride that, and that's really the theme for this weekend, which is, you know, what's that thing where, like, you've been drinking at night, and then, like, it's the next day, and it's like, uh, you don't want to feel hungover, so it's like the hair of the dog, right? It's like, you, like, take another shot, so so you take the edge off, you feel good, you know, no hangover for us, this is the hair of the dog, as far as Sundays go, we have to pay attention and win again. We have to win again. This is like a round in a boxing match, right? Like, knock the opponent down. That's everybody else in DFS. Knock the opponent down on on Thursday. We got the knockdown, but the round ain't over, right? Refs let him up. He's going to count those gloves to eight, check them, and then they're going to ring the bell. We're going to fight again. We got to come out aggressive again. Now it's not time to lose the round, right? And so, no hangover, hair of the dog on Sunday, we're going after it, and so we've got our usual segments. That's that's my segue to that. If you're new to this, couple ways to find us, www.tigerbombsae.com. That is the website. You can uh, listen to this, our true crime podcast. We've got a mix of things there. Check it out. If you are so, uh, an app person, right? Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, stuff like that, you can find us there too, Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. Search for that. Get all the back episodes. A lot of knowledge, especially for the – inquiring football and baseball minds heart of the order for baseball and if you're a social media person facebook or twitter you can find us the same way it's at the process tbsae probably some helpful information injury rise on facebook maybe links to the podcast or some funny memes twitter probably more of a medium to get your stardom siddhams answered last minute maybe banter through the games on sunday if you need to, you can always email us here. The process at tigerbombsae.com. All right, that's the important stuff. Let's get into our usual segments and burn the house down with another victory. And now it's time for the process to reload. All right, here we go. I'm gonna earn your trust once again. First game going in. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati on Sunday. Early game slate. Look, Big Ben has a floor. Not a ceiling, a floor. We know he's not his A dot isn't great. He's not passing up and down the field. But we know what this offense is. And for better or worse, we're gonna depend on it. On Sunday, in our DFS world, because he has a floor. This is a great matchup for Claypool. Not so much for Deontay Johnson. Harder matchup for him based on the corner alignment for Cincinnati. And so, people will be on Deontay. We can let them have that because we want to go to Claypool. I will be locking him into DFS cash game lineups. I feel so very sure about that, you guys. Friar also in play against the Cincinnati defense. And Ebron out for the year. They were already trending up with Fryermuth anyway. Load it up. You don't need me to tell you after what I just said that that's one of the stacks we want to attack this week. Nobody's going to be on it. And Cincinnati is fair at defense. But look, there's going to be an opportunity to score points. This is the second time this team has seen them typically, and this division rival, Pittsburgh's going to show up a little bit more. Najee Harris is in play, too, against the Cincinnati defense. That's a little bit more vulnerable against the run anyway. Those are the players that I like. Najee, Ben hits the floor. Claypool can be fine. Fryermuth can be fine. Wouldn't play them all together. Najee is more of a cash game play. Those other guys are more of a tournament spill. I'm thinking maybe we'll see how that plays out. But either way, invest in the pass or invest in the run. Don't do it together. Hedge your bets one or the other. It's a game that they're going to be competitive in. This team is 5-4-1. They don't believe that they're that much worse or that they are worse than these other teams in their division with similar records. And so they're going to show up against a division rival on Sunday. For the Cincinnati side of things, though, they won this game before. They want to win this game again. They are going to do something that they didn't do the first time. The first time Burrow went off. Everybody's interested in Burrow, interested in Chase this week. I would be interested in Burrow, but um not so much Chase because there's more variance there. The Pittsburgh defense is more banged up and so again everybody's hunkering over this. The other thing though is Pittsburgh's worse against the run right now too. Cincinnati is trying to establish the run lately and they've been using it to break teams down lately. That is why I don't think there's very much upside for Burrow in the past game because there's a path with all the victory or with all the injuries on defense. For the run. So, I think Mixon is in play. You know, maybe you could take Burrow negative if you want. I will stay away from that. But that's what I think Cincinnati leads with. Burrow doesn't get blanked or anything like that. I just don't think it's massive production that would lead the way for them. Uh, This is going to be a close one. I'm going to say Pittsburgh upsets them. Reload. Jets going to Houston. Not sure who's going to be the quarterback for the Jets, but one thing we can tell you is they're going to get the ball to Moore. They're going to get the ball to Elijah Moore. Regardless of who's been on the center, they're making more concerted effort to make him the guy they see. He's the guy they're going to do that. Okay, let's go with him. As far as the Jets' defense goes, we know Houston is bad, but the Jets are bad too. You would think Salah would be able to take care of a bad offensive team, but Houston isn't necessarily a bad offensive team. They're continually getting pieces back who are injured or adding in new guys. And so... What we know about them continually shifts. They beat a good, or they beat a, a hot Tennessee team, now an injured Tennessee team, last week. Now they get the Jets. They're going to be feeling high about themselves. They're at home. Jets are traveling uh, to make this one happen. Um, this is going to feel like, uh, you know, a, a, a earlier game, I think. Uh, you know, maybe for the Jets. Uh, but either way, As far as the Jets go, you look at more, you know, in the passing, I'm sorry, in the running game, the two running backs for the Jets. Obviously, you have uh, Tevin Coleman, and then you also have uh, Ty Williams. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting if it's him or Montgomery. I'm pretty sure it's Williams. Anyways, looking more into him, though, right? Like Because he's going to get that passing down work, too. Tevin Coleman will get that first, second down, so that early down work. But I think more... Uh, opportunity is there for Ty, especially as, you know, the chances of the Jets trailing are are there. They, they tend to be doing that, right? As far as defensively goes, um, I don't think this is as good of a matchup for Crowder, uh, maybe Corey Davis, but I like, I mean, the Jets have good wide receivers. They don't have a great quarterback, but they've got pretty decent wide receivers. Not a great matchup for Crowder this week, but more, and then maybe Davis, but I wouldn't invest in Davis. Um, but th- but that's you know what they have as far as this week goes for the Houston side of things should be able to run the ball a little bit more. Burkhead Davis a little bit more Burkhead Davis, but we just don't know how pr- productive they'll be. Tyrod will continue to establish things with Cooks. Cooks is a very good player this week, and then these other satellite guys will get in play, but we can't really trust any of them. This is going to be a very tough game because Salinas' reputation is built on being the Jets' coach built on being a defensive guru, they do not look like a great defensive team. He has to save face by at least beating poor offensive teams. And that's what Houston has been perceived to be all year, despite the changing personality right now. For Houston, they just beat Tennessee. They're feeling very good about themselves. They're at home. This is going to be a tough one. I'll give them the edge in anybody's game. Reload. Tampa Bay and Houston. Okay, so Tampa Bay, I, I you know, they're on the road. Indy is pretty good against the run. The way you beat them is through the air, and I know they've tightened up a little bit, but Tom will be – maybe he doesn't get anything over top, but he can take what they give him underneath. He'll be fine doing that. He'll be fine doing that. This is a great Gronk week, actually, in my opinion, and you guys know I'd never really look to him. I don't think he gives you anything – somebody else gives you out there but no this is a great gronk we based on this matchup with tom i think having to take the under because indianapolis will probably be able to get a little pressure on him There's a considerable you know decent defense that they play uh and so he'll have to respect that and give what they'll take him sometimes some other teams you know will gamble it a little more tom will take i think he'll take what's there and what's going to be there is the under stuff and so you know Brown is sitting, Godwin is playing, uh, Evans is playing. You could go one of the two, but I like Evans for the touchdown upside of the two, but I really like Gronk as well this week. I don't like Fournette because the matchup isn't that good. I would just trust Tom to figure out who to get it to in a game that they rely on him to win. And as far as the Indianapolis side of things go, they're going to test Tampa Bay with Taylor. They're feeling like Taylor's a world beater right now, and they're going to have no reason not to give it a shot. And season will obviously roll that out feeling confident. But as far as uh, DFS goes, it's just too expensive. We can't pay that off, really, no matter. I mean, we just can't pay that off. Um, it's a tough two-touch Mavs up for nine over nine thousand dollars But Vitavea, if he doesn't play, that opens up things big time for Taylor. Um, wins. This is a pass-funnel off defense, even though they've been playing better recently. So I think that because Tom Brady will be able to score, that Wentz is going to have to do his best to keep up too. Uh, So they may not even be able to, even if the run is there, they might have to go away from it a little bit if they fall behind too much. And so Wentz is going to have to keep them up. You know, Pittman, I think is a fine play. Those tight ends are fine, but they just use too many of them. I don't know which ones. Colts have been playing well, but they're not going to beat Tampa Bay. Tom's going to go there and win that game. Reload. Atlanta going to Jacksonville. I don't like this because these are two up and down teams. We don't know who's going to show up and who's not going to show up. I will say for DFS purposes, we got to be able to use both these teams. Um, they provide you the opportunity to pay down so low and not get burned, in my opinion, because I don't think either one of these offenses goes ballistic. Matt Ryan's been terrible. Now he gets a you know a pressure heavy defense, a blitz heavy defense, and he's outside. So it's like I don't have a reason to go there. Trevor Lawrence and company have been bad. Uh, and, and Atlanta's not as bad as you think on defense. Like, I think they can go win this game. But they walk backwards into it, though. Like it's it's because of the defense. I don't think the offense is gonna go out there and set things on fire because the offense is broken, you know, as far as Jacksonville goes. Uh, I think the problem with saying that they could win here at home is just that if they want to establish the run. I think Atlanta has got a great chance of stopping the run. I don't know if people are in on Robinson this week. I am not. I will not be recommending him in DFS. Too much variance there. I think. I think Atlanta could make a stand right there. Force, uh, you know, Lawrence to try to beat him in the air, and I don't think that's going to happen. They're down Agnew too, by the way. So. You know, less targets to go around, more people to focus on and get the game plan over for the Atlanta defense. I'll give it to Atlanta on the road. I say they get to 5-6 and six and keep the playoff hopes alive, but a real sneaker of a game, in my opinion. Uh, I, I don't think they're just going to score a million, million, million points, but there should be some offense there. Reload. Carolina going to Miami. Miami, I, as far as Carolina goes, I know everybody. Cam is a quarterback one, quarterback one. Look, the passing upside is not there. I think what Moore did on Sunday, he could do that again. You know, I don't see why not. But I don't really see much more than that. Cam can run a bit. um, But I think he, you know, this is really good for McCaffrey. It's a good situation for McCaffrey. Cam does just enough to keep McCaffrey viable. So I love that for them. Uh, This is a game they should win. Their defense will win this game, though, because it's going to be a tougher game for Tua. He's been playing pretty well lately. Okay, I got to give him that. But this will be a tougher defense. Um, I'm not so much on Waddle this week. Um, You know, you could try Gisecki if you want to, but they really play him as a receiver too. I just don't think it bodes well for what they want to do. You would have to try to establish yourself on the ground via the pass and the run, and their ground game is just ultimately not that impressive. Carolina defense is in play. That's who's in play this week. Uh, In the game that they... You know, maybe help by giving some short fields and stuff like that. And then Cam, you know, has less to do. But somehow, some way, Carolina's going to win this game. They get to 600 here. Reload. All right, and our next one, guys. Drink my uh, eggnog, by the way, my my alcoholic eggnog. It's the season, man. You got to try to get that stuff in when you can. Okay. Tennessee going to New England. A.J. Brown out, okay? A little more – the running game is like three guys trying to figure out. Hilliard's involved now. Either way, it's nothing to like on that side of the ball. Tannehill's not a world beater. New England defense is in play. On the other side of the ball, New England's running backs are banged up, so who knows which one gets more touches. But I just think that they will find a way to win that game. Those guys are banged up, but they'll get it done on the ground. Jacoby Myers, the one receiver I could go with. Uh, I know people were hot on the uh, tight ends. I don't think this is a great matchup for the tight ends. So, Jacoby Myers, interest there. Um, don't know which of the running backs, so I won't take a stab on it. I don't need to. But New England's defense, for sure, worth paying up for this week in a, in a scenario that that could just be what wins it for them. Reload. Philadelphia going to the Giants. Man, Jalen Hurts is just balling hard. I mean, this dude is balling out. You should look at a highlight reel of home from this year. Whipping it. I mean, just whipping it, right? So they are going into uh, New York for a game that they need. They're going to have this game. The Giants in disarray. Philly can't afford to lose this game. They need to get to five hundred. Keep pace with Dallas, and so they're coming for this one. They're going to come out swinging. All right. As far as the Philly team goes, Devonta Smith did it. Did it to him. He did it to Marshawn Lattimore. You could even on PFF. They had you know video footage of that stuff. Like you uh, he played well. He played well. He played well. But here's the thing this week, shadow coverage by Bradbury. Bradbury is much better against these big body receivers. And so I don't necessarily think, you know, people are like, oh, he burned Lattimore last week. He could do it again. This is a different kind of scenario. So I'm off of that. But Hurts definitely can get it done in the running game. So Sanders. Boston Scott, because Howard's out, they're going to get it done. Goddard's in play. I'll be locking him in this week against this Giants defense for sure. Those are the path to victory. They're going to overwhelm the Giants with what they're doing. I was listening to PFF earlier today, and I got to shout them out because something I hadn't considered. Jason Kelsey, center for the Eagles, Shaped more like a body, more like a linebacker. You know, the centers in the NFL, these huge maulers, right? Like this guy's more like a linebacker prototype because they expect to be doing downhill run first football. That's how he's able to get up to the next level and get these blocks out there. What they're doing is impressive and powerful. The Giants ain't got no answer for that. Plus, they're reeling. Garrett, Jason Garrett out this week. Freddie Kitchens is going to call the calls now. He called the call, so on Cleveland, he got fired. How do you think that's going to go? Philly defense is in play. We know that. Uh, I don't want to recommend Giants players because we we have to see what Kitchens does. It's a whole different thing now. You can't just say this is what they've been doing. This is what they've been doing. You would think Saquon Barkley would been in, be in play, but they've been, you know, they've been very good about easing him back in when he's been hurt, and so who knows what happens there. But this is a game I don't think they win. Reload. Chargers going to Denver. Okay, not always, but sometimes you get a revenge game. This is a revenge game. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Chargers didn't want to pay him. It's him and Eckler. They chose Eckler over him. Melvin Gordon is cast off. He's here now. This is his opportunity. This is a run-funnel defense. So, as far as Teddy goes, I don't like it for him today. Sutton, nope. Patrick, nope. Uh, But Judy will probably have a decent day. I think there's some injuries in the Chargers secondary that makes it a little easier matchup for him. They'll be looking for him. Both tight ends in play. They just use them both. So, I'm not going to recommend one or the other. Uh, But as far as Denver goes, both Javonta Williams and uh, Gordon, Melvin Gordon, in play. Both of them, uh, Gordon's extra motivated. Williams is really good, though. Uh, and is a run-funnel defense. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. If you got both in seasonal like I do, fire them both up. DFS, that's a strategy we're going to use too as well. Uh, but on the other side of things, the, look, the Chargers are probably the better football team. All right, so this could be tough, but they can go in and win this one against this Denver defense. Herbert's going to have to lead the way. Keenan Allen can get it done. This is man coverage. He'll be fine against that. He'll be fine against that. Williams has been struggling. I don't know that he walks away from those struggles this week. I'm not looking at the tight ends either. Eckler will find a way to get it done. These guys will do it. These guys will do it. I know Denver's tough against the run. If they have to get it, get it passes to get it going, goal line touchdowns, Eckler will be involved. This is a game they win narrowly on the road, but uh, I think the Denver run game shows up here. Reload. Rams and Green Bay Packers. Many think this is the NFC Championship preview if you will okay Aaron Rodgers dealing with COVID toe or whatever you have um but he should still be able to uh, he's playing so I'm assuming he's gonna get the ball to Devonte Adams we don't have to worry about Adams getting shadow coverage from um from any of the corners from the Rams particularly um you know their best corner if you will I'm sorry I'm blinging this name right now you guys know who I'm talking about the um Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. I don't think he's going to get the shadow coverage uh, because that's just not what they've been doing with him. Very few times have they done that. And even if they did do that, it's just like the Packers would move Adams around. They'll put him every which way to get him free. So I'm not worried about that. He's going to have his, but I don't think there's anybody else that's viable. Jones might not play. Dylan would play. I mean, eh, yeah, like, you, you know, Probably, but if they both play, I'm out on that. You know, and it's just ultimately something to where I don't think I can get too involved in it because on the opposite side of the ball, the Rams should be able to score some points here. Cup, they're not going to stop Cup. He should be able to score. He should be able to do his thing. They're going to try to get OBJ more involved to stretch the field. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but Higby's in play. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I think, is, you know, sets the tone for our DFS lineup this week in cash games because that's such a positive uh, matchup for them. Uh, and then also consider a couple other things. That's a positive matchup for the Rams running the, running the football here. And they want to try to take some of the stress off of Stafford, take some of the pressure off of what he has to do. Not to say he's like breaking from pressure, but you don't have to be a world beater. Let's rely on some other parts of what we can do really well, and this is a great week to do that. And just, again, to understate for Green Bay, Bakhtiari out, right? And so, you know, again, this run game, a little less likely to just, you know, go crazy. Um, I don't think it's a game they win. Rams go on the road and win this one in Lambeau. Reload. Minnesota at San Francisco. Minnesota. Is going to go into this game light on the defensive side of the football. Everson Griffin is having some issues. I don't want to comment on what's going on because we don't exactly know. But there's something strange and scary going on there. Either way, they'll be without his services on Sunday. And so, uh, you know, San Francisco, I think they'll be able to run the football. You know, I think they'll be able to run the football. Iyuk's in play. Debo's in play there's a lot of components missing to Minnesota's defense and so that's gonna get exposed on Sunday I think uh, It's you know so Garoppolo has just got to find his guys and and Shanahan's been great about scheming it up. not only is Minnesota hurt but this is a bad matchup to be hurt because now you got your backups facing just a savvy uh, uh, playmaker in terms of Shanahan like they've been doing all this crazy stuff. That it's like very hard for a regular team to, you know, deal with anyway. What I mean by regular stuff is like you have Debo Samuel at the at the running back position. In the very same play, you have like Debo's at running back. You have uh, your Debo at running back. You have Kittle at f- at fullback, I think, and then they had. IU get tight end, and then they had three running backs out of wide receiver. It's like that's like they you're not seeing that all the time. But they run plays out of that. That's the problem. They they they're running plays out of that. IU get the tight end. That's crazy. Trying to think about how you might deal with that, right? And so I think Minnesota is going to be overwhelmed this week. You know they'll be overwhelmed. A lot of disguises, a lot of things. The run game should be strong. Everything else is going to be strong too, though. On the Minnesota side of the ball, that means Kirk is going to have to do his thing. And honestly, you know, San Francisco a little more susceptible to the run. uh, But they're going to have to keep up. And so I like Minnesota throwing it a bit more. Jefferson, just nothing they can do with him. Thielen will be able to get free to a little bit. Not so much like in Conklin this game. But I like Cook. They're going to run the ball. And they should have some success. I, I, I wouldn't say he's my top running back on the week or anything like that just because The matchup isn't great, although beatable, but also he's not getting in the goal line enough. So that's why I would go off of him being the best, the best. But if I'm Minnesota, you want to run so you can run off of that play action. So you got to establish that a bit, Um, but very much the facets of their offense are in play. Uh, Ultimately, this is a game that I think they're not going to be able to win because they're missing too much on defense. I think. Uh, they'll be alienated and isolated enough that Kirk will probably make a mistake, uh, although San Francisco hasn't been able to provide much pressure, and he's usually pretty good if there's no pressure. Somehow, someway. It's going to come down to the wire. I don't think they'll win this one, though. We'll give it to San Fran Reload. Sunday night, Cleveland's going in the Baltimore uh, looking for a victory. I don't think they'll get it, though. You know, Bro- Baker Mayfield's still broken. They don't know who catches the ball out there besides Landry. Uh, the running game, probably... Not going to take off versus Baltimore, but they'll give it some go. They'll slam some chub in there. Hunt probably in play, you know, but it's a tough matchup for them. Baltimore's defense is in play. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is in play. Hollywood might not play. Bateman's in play. If Hollywood doesn't play, I don't like Bateman so much. I would I would say Andrews is in play for sure. Uh, but Lamar's going to lead the way. Don't know why they have problems winning this game. Six and five is not what Cleveland is right now. Defensively, I don't think they're going to pose t- uh, too many problems for Baltimore to where they won't be able to win this football game. And on to our final shot from Monday night. We'll make it a good one and reload at Seattle at Washington in the game that Washington is actually favored for. That's how bad Seattle's been. They get to go to Russ one more time. He snaps out of it. He's a great guy, MVP caliber quarterback. I know he's had the finger issues. They won't last forever. There's been a bad Washington defense. They've got guys missing now, so all the more reason um, to show up. The, you know, Seattle's a mess on the ground, too. None of these guys are really proven themselves. And so they're all, you know, keep tank tires getting banged up and moved around. I don't like any of it. They got to go to Russ. They got to go to Russ. I uh, also see the opportunity for him to just. You know, like I said, snap out of it, get it to Metcalf, get it to Lockett, tight end probably in play. But he's got to lead the way. In a a Monday night game, show everybody he's back. He's got to lead the way. The three and seven is a make it or break it time, right? You want to be a because they can still be 10 and seven and 17 in. So you you want that. You need that. You need that, right? And so they're going to get it. Washington side of the football. heineke has been playing pretty well recently. I don't have a reason to think he won't play well in this one or well as well as he has been. So he should be able to activate McLaurin. I don't see any problems with that. Gibson in play a bit here. But I would say less likely we see him, more likely we see more McKissick because I think they're trying to play catch-up. And I think Washington will get exposed once they are behind and then the mistakes will come. And so Seattle will win. I think Seattle defense plays fine too. All right, that's how that one folds up that's how this week folds up we're coming for it right Hair of the dog we're not we're not punk drunk from thursday we're coming to get it let's play a round of would you rather First up, Kareem Hunt or T. Higgins. Kareem Hunt, Elijah Moore or Elijah Mitchell. I would say Mitchell if he plays. Kyle Pitts or Javante Williams. Williams, Alex Collins or Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth, Cordell Patterson or Mike Williams. Patterson if he plays. Devonta Freeman or Jalen Waddle. Freeman, Brandon Ayuk or Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell if he plays. David Johnson or Rashad Bateman. Bateman Mike Williams or Elijah Mitchell Mitchell Chris Godwin or Daryl Henderson Jr. Henderson Jr. Mike Williams or Miles Sanders I'll take Miles Sanders this week Devonta Freeman or Jarvis Landry Devonta Freeman Marvin Jones Jr. or Jeff Wilson Jr. I don't think Jeff Williams Jr. will play. Marvin Jones Jr. isn't going to do anything either. I hope you have better options than that. Tyler Lockett or James Robinson? Lockett. David Johnson or Jameson Crowder? Crowder. Or no, Johnson, sorry. DJ Moore or AJ Dillon? DJ Moore. Kadarius Tony or Ramon Stevenson? Stevenson. Tony might not play. Deontay Johnson or James Robinson? Robinson. Robbie Anson or Dontrell Hilliard? Hilliard. Chris Godwin or George Kittle? Uh, Kittle. Mike Williams or Kyle Pitts? Uh, Ooh, bad choices, Pitts. Tyler Boyd or Fant. Boyd by a little bit. Saquon Barkley or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin. Bateman or Javante Williams? Williams. Brandon Cooks or Kareem Hunt? Cooks. Saquon Barkley or Elijah Moore? Moore. Antonio Gibson or Kyle Pitts? Gibson. How about Leonard Fournette or Elijah Moore? I'll take Moore this week. The, Dante Freeman or Dan Arnold? Ugh. I guess I'll take Foreman. I'm sorry, Dante Foreman or Dan Arnold? It's just that three headed monster. It doesn't make sense. OBJ or Kyle Pitts? OBJ. Austin Hooper or Dante Foreman? Foreman. Dante Foreman or Marquise Brown? Brown if he plays. Damian Harris or Van Jefferson? Harris if he plays. Marquise Brown or Elijah Mitchell? Mitchell if he plays. Collins or Jerry Judy? Judy. Rob Gronkowski or Kareem Hunt? Gronkowski, Tevin Coleman or Rashad Bateman. Tevin Coleman, Keenan Allen or Antonio Gibson. Keenan Allen, Jeff Wilson Jr. or T. Higgins. Higgins, Miles gaskin or Jerry Judy. Judy, Russell Gage or Ty Johnson. Johnson, Brandon Ayuk or AJ Dillon. Brandon Ayuk. All right, that's who I would start this week if given the opportunity. And now time for the part of the show where the process goes over our DFS fantasy football picks for the week. We'll go over cash game plays, tournament or GPP plays, and sometimes talk about stacks that you can use to leverage your wins for the week. Look at our DFS picks for Sunday. We're going to continue to let the good times roll as they were, keeping it concise for you. Um, receiver is where we're really gonna get to vary ourselves this week, I think. Uh, but everywhere else is gonna be very tight, I think. Cash gains for quarterbacks. You could pay out We're paying up with Tom Brady, seventy-six hundred dollars. Watch him spread it around. Herbert, sixty-six hundred dollars in the middle, and then you could pay down with Wentz, fifty-eight hundred dollars, coming back in that Brady matchup. Tournaments, Jalen Hurts, $7,300 pay up for the man. And then Roethlisberger at the bottom, $5,200 for tournaments. We're going to do something there. Honorable mention, Cousins and Burroughs. I don't hate it if you play those guys, but I'm probably not going to get there myself. Running backs, okay. Cash games, Cook, $8,100. Mixon, $7,500. Henderson, $5,800. He's the key to it. You play Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. We want to play them together in a lineup if we can. Uh, so you should consider that. You can play one or the other. I'll probably lean Gordon a little more than Williams. Just because I think Williams is going to be a little more popular. Ty Johnson, $4,300. Love that play for cash games. Tournaments, Eckler, $8,400 at the top. Najee Harris, $8,200. Elijah Mitchell, $5,400, or Jeff Williams Jr. if he doesn't play, $5,300. And then Miles Sanders, $5,100, or Boston Scott, 4K, if he doesn't play. So when picking one of those 49ers or Eagles players, you leave enough money for the more expensive one. And then if he doesn't play, obviously you just plug in the cheaper one. If he does play, then you don't change anything but that's how we govern that so that like they of is just one change as opposed to you like changing around the whole everything right like having to like reconfigure how you put the lineup together okay all right that's how we'll play that part so those are the running backs why receivers here's where we're going to pay down and get interesting cash games Debo Samuel, $7,900. All right. Then you could play Evans or Godwin. Evans, $7,200. Godwin, $7,000. I would play Evans over Godwin. Thielen, $6,700. Going back to the well. Claypool, $6K. Lock it in. Brandon Cooks, $58K. Lock it in. Elijah Moore, $56K. This is a lot of value. These are cash game quarterbacks or wide receivers. $56K. Lock it in. Michael Pittman Jr., dollars Lock it in. $5,600. Those are great prices. That's a great cash game. Set of wide receivers, Samuel Evans, Thielen, Claypool, Cooks, Moore, Pittman Jr. You're getting Claypool, Cooks, Moore, and Pittman Jr. all under 6K. Claypool at 6K, but, I mean, that's tremendous value this week. You have to take advantage of that. This is how you're going to win Sunday. Tournament, Adams at the top, $8,600. We can actually afford it, unlike most people. Justin Jefferson, $8,300. You can afford to do a lineup with both of them, and you can. I've done it. Allen, $7,400. Judy, $5,500. Great value for the great matchup we know about this week that most others will pay no attention to. Brandon Ayuk, $5,300 in a great matchup. Jacoby Myers, 5K. Touched on him earlier. And then Van Jefferson Jr., $4,900. If you play Van Jefferson, uh, I'm sorry, if you play Devonte Adams, you got to play Van Jefferson, right? So that's how you all set that value. But again, so much value right there, especially if you mix in some of those cash game wide receivers as well in the term I mean, sky's the limit for us this week tight ends cash game wise Goddard $5,800 lock that in Ingram $3,800 such a great matchup for them it's the one thing that they gotta do right I know I was just saying we can't rely on the Giants because Kitchens is calling it now and you know it's a new play call and stuff but the matchup at that position is too juicy to not exploit for anybody or he'll lose his job next to tournaments Gronk $4,400 mentioned it before locking in and then Fryer move $4,300 keeping the options there I know there's some other decent plays but I think everything else is just touchdown or bust right defensively cash games you can pay New England $3,900 it's worth it it's worth it the Eagles great play at $3,200 and then the Panthers at $3,100 those are the ones you want to lock in your cash game tournament wise Falcons at $2,500 Jags at $2,200 bitch match right there i don't think either one of those comes away with a negative and so we don't get burned right we can use those to offset playing like brady or adams or whoever right and so there are some tough plays this week but i think we've got a good line on it and hopefully we're we'll just continuing our success from thursday so hair of the dog let's go get it and we'll see you guys next week peace The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.